Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Dog Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host Brian today and I have Lisa here from the Send team who I haven't replaced Peter, but Lisa is immersed in our Send Dog range and the industry as well. And she represents us in a very positive light in terms of helping dog owners understand nutrition a bit more and understanding our products and linking them. How are you, Lisa? I'm well, thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm very, very proud to be here. Thanks for having me. And the reason Lisa is here today is because she works closely with our dog ambassadors and we have a very special guest. It is Tanya Brady from Halen Cardis, who is a registered ANKC breeder. She has a lifetime experience of breeding and showing corgis. And what we'll go through is a range of topics, including the different types of corgis, the positives and negatives of owning a corgi, and how the Sen products can really help them thrive and improve their overall health. How are you, Tanya? I'm well. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it was a cool winter morning, but I think we're in a bit of a hotter space in our office today. Yeah, it's nice and warm here. It's beautiful. And look at that scenery out there. Yeah, <laughs> really lucky to have a nice natural setting in our office space here at Sen HQ. And what we will go through is also a very exciting show that is coming up and it is actually this weekend and We'll get to more details there for this show, this dog show that also showcases the corgis. Yeah, and we're really happy to have Tanya here to give an insight to the corgis and potentially discuss some show secrets. Hey, Lisa. So we're very fortunate that we have got, as been introduced, the fantastic Tanya here. But what we're most excited about is the fact that we are going to get some of the show secrets and in regards to the corgi. So... Often when we're in the show world, people, as Tanya would very much so, be able to contest too, that um, you like to keep your secrets to yourself. (laughs) And so Tanya is going to um, help to explain some of these secrets behind the show world, in particular to her very, very favourite breed, the Corgi. So with the Corgis, we've actually got two different types we've got the cardigan corgi and the pembroke corgi is that right tanya that is right so most people don't even know that the cardigan even exists um they see the pembroke a lot of the time and naturally they know that dog because it's what the queen has and the queen has had them for oh I think she's had them since she was a child herself so you know that's what is out there in the world and that's what people just think is that's the only corgi that exists. Very much so. And it's not until you've actually put them side by side and I see some of your little showstoppers, Henry being the latest, yes. and see that there is actually quite significant differences in the same breed. Um, colours, ears, eyes, even down to the snout. Um, so I have personally loved to see these differences between the two and seeing that Tanya um, and some of Tanya's friends in the show scene are showcasing these fantastic dogs in both uh, in both sections so that we can actually see the differences and and get to know a little bit more about the Cardi and about the Pembroke. And Tanya, you have had a lifetime experience with this breed and when did you start showing or getting really serious about? Um, well, basically I was born into um, corgis. My uncle has had corgis since the year I was born. So over 40 years, I'm not going to dump my age or he's into it. (laughs) So he's, he's been a breeder all those years. Um, He's been a show person all those years. So I was brought up 
um, basically around the show ring with him, helping him, um, sometimes getting to handle. I'd also get the privilege as a, you know, a youngster going to the Adelaide Royal and oh, that was like, yeah, that was just the ultimate thing we could do. Um, so then I hadn't actually owned corgis until I got married because my parents always had Labradors. So then I said to my husband or my fiancé at the time, I am not living in a house without a dog. So off we trotted to the local, the other um, local corgi breeder who my uncle was a really good friends with and we got our first uh, Pembroke corgi called Rusty. Mm. Oh, Rusty was just amazing. He was the ultimate corgi, loyal beyond means, um, just amazing, beautiful dog. Um, he travelled with us. He moved to Mount Isa with us and then... I just happened to be in Manizer and found Bailey. And then next thing you know, yeah, that's where my story begins. Yeah, well, it's that love affair with the corgis. And probably the next question is, are they for a, an owner, an advanced owner, or can a beginner, like how accessible are they in terms of the level of ownership? Look, in general, both breeds are pretty easy. If you're a first-time dog breeder, I'd say, to me, the Pembroke was probably the better choice um, because the Cardis, as great as they are, they can be a little bit more demanding in their attitude. Not that it's a bad thing. Um, they just like what they want and they, you know, they want to get it when they want to get it. The Pembroke, both breeds are amazing with kids. But having said that, I always say, you know, be careful with dogs and kids. But yeah, no, they're a great little first starter. They're pretty easy and they're a really hardy little dog. So just coming back to your first two corgis that you have come in. Um, so thank you. I know that it's uh, while we, we love the breed when it comes to the individual dogs that they often put a special place in our heart. And Absolutely. we miss them very, very much. Mm. So I appreciate you sharing that little bit of an insight that might have a little bit of a heart wrench for you. Um, so if you can just take us down a little bit with those dogs, obviously they're no longer part of the team. Um, with your experience of having them in such a long term, um, both the dogs that you've had and the dogs that you currently do have, what are some things that owners that might be looking at getting a corgi need to be aware of? So if we can maybe mention some pros, we love the pros, but some of those cons that I know that we don't like to talk about, but in a realistic world, if we are educated and we have the knowledge going forward when we're making the selection, then we can make a completely educated decisions so if we can some pros and cons um and and obviously going back then and and obviously now and how the dogs have changed in your time of being with this particular breed absolutely look in general we don't have a lot of health issues in both breeds however having said that things do happen um i've had two guys pass of lymphoma one was nine and one was only six. Wow, okay, that's quite young. It is very young and um, the breeding of that dog, um, genetically, it was not in his breeding. I, the other litter mates, you know, they're still going now at 15 years of age. So, it, you know, to me that just states it could have been, I don't, you know, it could have been an anything kind yeah. of thing that happened. So having said that, you know, corgis can live to quite a long age. I don't blame anyone for what happened to my guy or mm -hmm. anyone like that. It was just, it is what it was. 
My nine, my other nine-year-old, he died. We believe he had a heart attack. So once again, that was just one of those things that I can't, um, you know, blame anything like that. It's not genetic or anything like that. So, um, but that's where I started looking at things like nutrition and how can mm-hmm. I um, improve them. And I've been down the road of this a long time. I can get right down into this rabbit hole. Um, but I find with the guys, with good nutrition, we can have a good long life. Mm-hmm. So basically, going forward, you were looking to see how you could uh, prolong the lives of the dogs. Mm. So obviously, the dogs very much so come into our home. Um, they are part of the family. And unfortunately, dogs don't get the longest of lifespans. So when we do have these members that we bring into our family, these fairy little critters that we love, we obviously want to keep them with us for as long as possible. So obviously you've um, experienced some some losses and so going forward you're very much so looking for ways to, to extend the time period and have that quality of life with them um, for as long as possible. So I assume this is now what's kind of led you towards Sen and where Sen steps into it all. Absolutely. So um, I've, I now feed my dogs on a raw food diet and I found that worked brilliantly. However, sometimes I needed a little bit of an extra boost. So I'll use my boy um, Bracken as a bit of an example. Um, he's currently seven, still on, still on the show scene and still doing quite well. Um, but a couple of years ago, I reckon about two years ago, um, I was finding after shows he was pulling up a little bit sore okay. and I was having to do a little bit of chiropractic work with him, nothing major, but I just wanted to extend him out. So I had him on a couple of different um, supplements. Um, there was a rose hit one in particular that was quite good, but it didn't give me the kick I needed. And then one day I just happened to be somewhere out and about, and I saw sand oil. So off I go, I grab that and give it a go, and next thing I know I have people commenting on his coat. Mm. It is shiny, um, and it just looks so goddamn healthy. And what I was finding was when I was losing coat, what was coming back was so much more better quality. So that new growth. Yeah, that absolute amazing growth. And then I thought, this is great. So then I got rid of the other rose hip I had and I added in the active. Oh, my God. I now have a two-year-old again. He is bouncing off the walls. He is doing zoomies like there is no tomorrow. And I'm having to, like, calm him back down to go, mate, you know, you are seven. Settle the hell down. (laughs) Um, But... You know, in a good way. It was it was an amazing thing to see. And it's exciting because you're then looking at this going, okay, we're just potentially not just extending lifespan, but it's quality of life. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I relate to that very much. So I had a similar instance with my, my own dog who was a senior dog. So when you're starting to get towards the other end of the scale and, and you're counting down and you can see that there's not necessarily so much time and then you get a revamp in this love mm. of your life, it is extremely exciting. So I can imagine you're wildly excited. It is. It's so exciting. And also, just for the listeners who are first-time listeners and not aware of the Sen Oil or the Sen Active, Sen Oil is a high omega-3 oil that is easily added to all dog feeds, whether you are on kibble or the raw feeding, and also Sen Active as the organic turmeric, the collagen peptides, and also the rosehip as the main ingredient. And this bodes really well with that plant-based source of omega-3. And as you can see what Tanya 
has described it's just that amazing change in the dog's condition in terms of both the structure of their mobility and also that skin and coat condition is what she especially really liked in terms of that whole show scene as well and now as we understand Tanya you have three of your team on Sen. I do so I have um, a new we have a new addition to our family who's come out from Tasmania and our little Henry and he's now on the Sen oil and I've got him on the collagen as well he's only six months old so that will bring you know I can't wait to see what that does with him yeah, yeah, especially from a, a young age, giving it the best start to life. And it is understandable that uh, when you first discovered Sen, you just wanted to keep that to yourself because it was your secret weapon. But now we are so grateful that you can come on this podcast. But you also give us a positive lift in all things with comments on social media and just helping other corgi owners in, in particular find the right puzzle for their dog, as we know they should be also treated as individual and what works for one may not necessarily work for the other, but you have found that that formula for yours and it's just those minor tweaks. Yeah, and definitely I think in this era where it is very much so a common place for us to place an insurance on our dog, everyone is insuring their dogs for medical reasons. There is multiple different companies that are providing us with this insurance. And this is just another more proactive way rather than just putting some money in a bank or across to your insurance for when something does happen. This is another great way as you're finding out with Henry um, that you can start with the younger dogs is giving them not just an insurance policy but an investment in long-term health and well-being so that I'm really actually excited to see your young upcoming how how he actually goes from day dot with this as his investment insurance policy which is a little bit different to you know your your current insurance which we see so so much of oh absolutely and look I I don't actually insure my dogs because I I had this thing recently where I was bragging about how my dogs don't go to the vets that often mm-hmm. because they don't need it. Yes. Well, I say they not that they don't need it. It's just that they're healthy, they're fit, everything else. You know, I don't have a need to take them off to the vet every other week for whatever reason that may, you know, come up. I've found that since they've been on the send, my dogs are healthier, fitter, happier. Mm-hmm. Their whole attitudes are actually so much more... They've got more zing. Yeah, the demeanour's yeah. changed. They're just, they're happy, their wellness in life. They're, Absolutely, they're sparkling, yeah. very much so. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen that personally in my own dogs. It's um, beautiful to see. It is. Yeah, it's an absolute testament to you, Tanya, also with the way you really deep dive and understand how your dogs work in terms of like how their activity level, what to feed them. You said you'd, you'd switch to that raw food diet and have never looked back and we're here to support that profile and yeah the results are what what they are and yeah we're really happy to have you as part of our ambassador team and it was only natural because yeah every time I speak to you I get goosebumps in terms of the results that you say you get. Oh thank you oh look and that's it we are getting the results and I've said this so many times if Sam was not working for my dogs I would not be on it you know it's as simple as that. Yeah, and it was only natural that we would even deep dive further with you and be forthcoming with sponsorship for shows in the Corgi industry and we're really happy with that and, and you do have one upcoming show in on the 3rd of July. 
So the Welsh Corgi Club of Queensland will be holding their annual specialty show at Dogs Queensland Sports Ground, which is based at 247 King Avenue at Durack. So we will kick off at 9am and we start off with cardigans first and then we do Pembrokes in the judging. Um, and once again, we would love to thank Sen for all their help with the sponsorship of the shows because it wasn't for sponsors like you guys. You know, the shows would cost us a lot of money, which we don't have. Mm, yep. Because there's, there's many breeds. There'll be other breeds there as well. Is that right? Yeah, so on this day, we, there are other specialty breeds being held on that day. Um, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head which ones, but I know Great Danes are one as well. Yep. And we're here to just spread the message of, of what Sen is all about in terms of providing high quality supplements to corgis in particular and Tanya's corgis are living proof of the great results that you can get so also how many corgis are you expecting? We have an entry last I looked we had an entry of over 70 which yeah, is wow. huge for this year so it's going to be a really big day so if you want to come along and meet the breeders, it's a great way to have a chat to us, especially if you're looking for a new puppy. Come along, meet the breeders, have a chat to us. Um, we do say, though, that please leave your dogs at home because there are other dogs on ground. And even though our dogs are well-trained, um, it is a policy of Dogs Queensland that non-showing dogs will not be allowed on the ground during the day. Um, so come along, have a chat to us. You might be able to had a few corgis, support us on the sidelines, have some fun, and we may have some giveaways too from Sen, you never know. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) And so with these specialty shows, um, in the last couple of years, just with the way that the world has changed, um, our clubs have been massively affected, um, which is another reason why Sen in particular wants to get behind and support these clubs. Um, We want to see growth, uh, not just in the clubs, but also for the breeds as well too. So with these purebred special days where you're able to go and as Tanya has said meet and greet hands on um, talk with breeders talk with judges see the dogs handle the dogs potentially depending on Um, but this is a really great way to really really showcase and promote so if you are um, looking at getting the looking at getting a new puppy or just wanting to actually support and promote our purebred breeders here in Australia and the clubs here in Australia it's a great way to go down and um you know just support support definitely these communities and 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 the dogs themselves and i'll also put a link in the show notes to all the information for the upcoming show that tanya just outlined so to wrap it all up, we have heard some fantastic information from Tanya about not just the cardigan corgi, but the Pembroke corgi, some really interesting points on the history, some pros and cons in regard to health um, and the upcoming show. But we also would really like to give a shout out to the Queensland Club for the Welsh Corgi. Um, we would very much so like to support and promote the club itself as well too um, and appreciate all of the hard work that they do to continue to showcase this fantastic breed to the public, continuing to make them available for new future owners who are wanting to welcome these gorgeous little cuties into their home. So if Tanya, you just want to talk a little bit about the actual club itself as well too, just for members that may have a corgi, um, 
how can they get involved? What kind of things can you do with a corgi apart from showing? Um, are there some other sports and things like that that corgis are quite adaptable to? Um, so that would be fantastic for our listeners. I know that we've got some listeners that are very, very big corgi enthusiasts. So take the stage. Okay, so yeah, the Welsh Corgi um, Club of Queensland has been around for oh, many, many, many years. I think they've been there for over 40 years. And we always have, so each state generally has their own um, club and then we get together generally every second year to have our national and that is oh, our wow. be all and end all okay. kind of thing. And this year we're actually having that in Melbourne at the end of October and that's another good thing if you're in Melbourne, that's another good um, place to get to. And so everyone then from all over Australia comes together. Oh, and, it'll be the Corgi Hub. Oh, it's the Corgi Mecca. It's amazing. And even with us, we have so much fun there. Yes, we are there to show our dogs. and Yes, we are there to win. However, we have such an amazing time and everyone supports everyone no matter who wins and all that sort of thing. And it's the same with our um, state clubs. So what we have up here in Queensland is we get together. Ideally, we do this once a year and we have our specialty show. And with that, um, that is once again the best of the best that come together and the public are welcome to come along and have a look and have a um, maybe you know meet the breeders and yeah. see if this is the breed for them. They can have a look, and if showing isn't for you, look the corgis are great at all sorts of other sports. They can get into they're amazing at herding. Herding is their history, so you can get them into that um, agility, mm-hmm. obedience, um, rally, anything like that. You know where. Basically, the corgis love a job to do. They are a working dog. So you give them a job and they will, you know, that's their be-all and end-all. My One of my guys at the moment, his whole purpose in life is to take my husband for a walk every day. I if he doesn't that. go, he's <laughs> knocking on that window saying, hey, time for us to go, let's go. So the corgis really love a job to do. Yes, they are couch babies mm-hmm. and they can, you know, be as lazy as hell. However, you know, they've still got that working dog instinct. Work with it. Get them out. Get them, give them a sport to do. Give them something to play with. Otherwise, they end up a bit fat and lazy and then you may end up with some other issues later on down the track. Um, you know, like overweight can have hip issues and things like that. So you don't want a lazy corgi. So this comes down to the structure of the corgi with them being a little bit longer in the le- longer in the body and shorter in the legs. So not that being overweight is, is what we're looking for for any dog, but specifically for our corgis, that's going to have some long-term negative effects. So we're wanting to avoid that. Absolutely. A fat corgi, you know, can have all sorts of issues going on. Um, but you don't want any fat dog in general. Mm. But like I said, they are a working dog. They are designed to work. And I think that so many people uh, don't realise that about the corgi, that there is so much more to them than just the cute wrapping that we see on the outside. But on the inside, we've got a highly intellectual breed that has been bred for a very long period of time for a job, and that is herding. So herding cattle, we're not talking about a quiet little beast that's just going to plod along sometimes we might have a cow who's not wanting to go so we have a little bit of tenacious behavior i would um assume with the corgis so you can do absolutely i mean some corgis are happy to be lazy it's like people um some are happy to be lazy and that's fine however you know yes they do have an instinct and what i have found with my guys a bored 
corgi, especially if they're bored in the brain, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're just sitting around all day, whatnot, they can be a naughty corgi. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find things, shoes chewed up yep. or, you know, things are just destroyed left and right. It's because they need to have their brain activated each day. They're self-entertaining and stimulating in oh, it yes. turns in a negative way, but you can, can harness that and capture it into positive behaviours quite easily. Absolutely. Fantastic. I think that's such a great insight to the corgi world um, and not just the corgi world, but the fact that there's two parts of the corgi world. So I think that that's absolutely fantastic that we can see from start to finish, from feeding, training, general lifestyle, clubs where we can go as well too and not just as you said for those who want to come and have a look for a bit of a fun day out but say you wanted to be a little bit more serious in regards to the corgi so these national days and specialty days would be a great opportunity to come and get your eye in for that particular breed so you've got them on display and you can really hone in and and look at these dogs so that sounds like an absolutely fantastic day to go down and have a look at those breeds I'm so so proud to be behind it with Sen um, and supporting the show and I can't wait to see what little show bags go walking out and see how the little corgis enjoy their newest scent additions and see how they take to it. It's very exciting. We can't wait. It's always a fun day. It's always a busy day for the committee, but it's also a fun day. Um, So we can't wait to have everyone come down and have a chat to us and, you know, just see what the corgis are actually more about and actually see them out there strutting their stuff. And we will have the best of the best in Queensland out there. That's fantastic. And yours will have their sunshine on. So, oh, absolutely. They will. (laughs) And you won't miss Tanya with her red. No. Absolutely. Red everywhere with the Send logos. In a prominent white. Absolutely, absolutely. So Tanya is going to be there not just showing her corgis but also as a SEM presence and she has got some fantastic um, informational flyers, knowledge herself as well too. So if anyone does want to pop down and have a little bit of a chat to Tanya um, to get some information in regards to not just the corgis but also SEN, um, she would be a fantastic port of call. So we hope to um, hear back that Tanya's had a really busy day and everybody wanted to pop on over and and say hi and um, have a look at some of the samples and information packs that she's got there with her on the day. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you're going to miss me. Um, I'm going to be fully in red. It's, I'm going to look, yeah, Leave really good. Red. So the guys have decked me out so well. They'll see you some space, they will. Yeah, and just with everything else we're going to have around, like banners and stuff mm. like that, I think it's going to look really good and send will be visual from space. <laughs> no, that's fantastic, Tanya. And we, we're so very grateful for you to come in, explain everything about the Corgis and you're an amazing ambassador for our company and brand. It's all coming from the heart in terms of you have that genuine connection to other owners and and want that genuine help when they have the right questions. And like every pet industry, we want to give owners more education as it arises. And and nutrition has changed in the last five to 10 years in in a big way, in a good way. We have access to a mountain of information on the internet, some good, some bad, and we have to really decipher through that. And at Sen and with Tanya and Lisa, we're... We're trying to get the right message across for the betterment of all our dogs' health. And, yeah, we we just like to thank you once again. And if you want to meet Tanya, have a good chat to her. She's a wealth of knowledge, not only in corgis, but overall dog care, even other breeds that you have. Just just have a good chat to her. And um, she's very unselfish with her time. She will give you the time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I don't claim to be an expert on any of it. I learn something new every day in my dog nutrition and especially thanks to Sen, um, I'm always learning something new and there's always something we can always learn to deal with our dog's health and our nutrition and our fitness. So I'm absolutely amazingly grateful to Sen as well for these opportunities that they have given me. Thanks, Tanya. And, yeah, thank you, Lisa, for, for joining us on, on our debut, um, on your debut. Lovely to be here. No, all good. All right. We'll have another podcast for you very soon, everyone, and um, thanks for listening.